Welcome to Kuhau Podcast. We thank you for tuning in. If this is your first time listening in with us, we want you to know that you are a part of a new loving family. Wherever you're joining us from, we hope that this message encourages you and transforms your life. Now stay tuned for today's message. sacrificed me, never giving up on me, and always pushing me forward time, and it's the best has just begun, it's just started now, and thank you Kuha, because Kuha, I tell you what, we're a family here. And we're in this series called To The Court, I mean, has this series been a blessing to y'all, or what? And we're in the series, and the topic that, that they gave me is uh, we fellowship as a community. And I love it because I'm like, yo, Kuha is such a strong community. has a, such a strong foundation. And, and when I'm praying over this and, and thinking about this, I really felt like the Lord just led me to the scripture. And if you all open up your Bibles to Acts 2, verse 42. I'm old school, so I'm bringing the Bible out. And... When I see the scripture, I'm like, man, this is it right here, God. You told me to speak this. I'm going to use this. And it says, I like that spiritual feel. Is that cool? I understand what you mean now. (laughs) (laughs) And it says, now this is after the the day of the Pentecost, and many get saved here. And after they get saved, there's this image. Like, I want you guys to paint this picture um, in your heads, like, as I describe it. And Acts 2.42 says, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teachings. And to fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. Can you guys just imagine that for a minute? Like every person here having everything in common, being one minded, being on the same page. Just really paint that picture there. And they sold property and possessions to give to anyone who need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to the numbers daily those who were being saved. Just imagine that. Imagine that we're, we're just, we're, we're all in common. We, we give to one another. We're generous with each other and just people are coming in because they see that love. Can you guys imagine that? Yeah? That is powerful. And if we just bow our heads to pray, Father, I just want to say thank you, God, for bringing us together on this Sunday, Lord. Lord, that this message may reach those who haven't heard the good news. Lord, may this message open the mind to those who, who don't, haven't had a, a chance to fellowship in, in a community, God. May this message, may this series keep impacting people. So that we may share the gospels of Jesus Christ beyond these walls. And see people be freed and pulled away from all that's not of your view. In Jesus' name, amen. 
Thank you, sir. <laughs> the title of today's message is, We Fellowship as a Community. Amen? Now, I love community. Like, like I really love community. Those who know me, like, like he said, I'm a social butterfly. I'll talk to everybody. I'll talk to the dog right down the corner. I was just like, I, I love to talk. <laughs> That's just me. So, a few days ago, um, we're here, and we're tearing, you know, I lead the roadie team. So, we set up the, the pipe and drape, the stage, and all that stuff. Yeah, where my roadie team at? It's amazing. <laughs> so, we're here tearing down, and this one Sunday, I'm, I'm here, I'm with Drew, actually. So, Drew's taking, down, taking apart these drums right here, and, you know, he's doing all that right there. And those of you know who don't know Drew, Drew was that really good-looking dude on stage that was singing worship music right back there. Yeah. <laughs> So we're there hanging out, and as we're hanging out and talking, um, you know, I was telling him about these mashed potatoes that I made. And, and those of you who don't know, I'm one of those people that I keep doing, like, I tell myself I'm the best cook in New York. Like, like I'm convinced of that. And, and those who don't believe that, like, you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> but um, the reality is, like, you know, I was just boasting about it. And when, when he heard that, he was like, he looks at me, he's like, Okay, so how about you cook for, you know, we get together, we do like a potluck, and, and people bring food, and you could cook for us. I was like, all right, cool. So fast forward a couple of Sundays later, um, we get together, and as people are starting strolling in the house, you know, they're bringing all kinds of food. Like, like my fiance, she made these uh, these chicken cutlet bites. I've never seen chicken cutlet bites, and they were so good. Wow, how many of y'all had it that were there? You see? And then, and then on top of that, Vanessa bought this rice that was so good. And, and then, then Frank bought this thing that I never heard of. Like, when I think of the word Rasta, I don't think about food. Like, you know. So <laughs> he, bought, he bought this thing called Rasta Pasta. And I'm like, woo! Wow. You know whose favorite dish was there. <laughs> so <laughs> we had this thing called Rasta Pasta. And I was, it was so good. And people kept showing me in there. I'm like, man, did I invite the whole church? And we're in there, and I just see, like, you know, I see, like, a lot of people come in. I'm like, all right, there's some people who didn't make it, which was, you know, like, don't, don't hate me for it, but it was cool because it was more rasta pasta for me. So, <laughs> so I'm enjoying it, and, you know, we're, we're all hanging out. We're having a good time, and, you know, everybody started playing this game in, in the kitchen area, right? And I don't know if you guys ever heard of a game called One Word Story, but this is an interesting game. Like, the point of this game is you gather in a group of people, right, and every person has to say a word. Right, that leads up to a story that somebody's typing down on a phone under the same time limit. Oh my gosh, I'll tell you, if you were he hearing these stories, <laughs> I mean, we had, we had stories of seals at a club partying. We had stories of unicorns taking over the world. Like, I mean, like, the variety of stories were crazy. <laughs> like, it, it was like, wow. So we're playing, and as we're playing, I go into the other room where other group of people are, and, and the Patriots are playing, right? They're playing the Chiefs, and, and I was rooting for the Patriots, not to win, to lose, but I still was, <laughs> I still was rooting for them. <laughs> amen, amen. Um, <laughs> if I told you my favorite team, you guys would probably not clap. Uh, <laughs> so we're there, and, you know, we're hanging out, and all of a sudden I hear this, aww. I'm like, what's going on? What's, what's all this mushy, gushy stuff going on? So I come out the room, I go into, I mean, the delivery room, I go into the kitchen, right, and I see everybody, like, like you know, all hugging, all loving, darling, and I ask my fiance, what happened, what I miss? She goes, Andrea said something so beautiful, and I'm like, okay, what did she say? And then she went and told me what she said, and when she told me what she said, I was like, wow, what she said was something so powerful. I mean, it lives with me to this day because, like, it will never leave my mind what she said. Like, it was just so beautiful. And, and when I'm thinking about what she said, I'm like, wow, this is what community is about. Because what she said was this, I love doing life with you guys. You guys hear that? 
I love doing life with you guys. I mean, I use this as an example to demonstrate the effectiveness of being in community. To, to show, to demonstrate what, what it is to be surrounded with people who are like-minded, people who, who are equally yoked, people who, who are encouragers, and, and all, this, all this good stuff, right? And when I think about that, I also started thinking about the other, the other people, too, that, that, you know, don't have community because they, they, they've either been hurt by the church or, or you know, they, they feel like people are fake or, you know, the variety of things go on and on and on, right? And, and I think about them like, wow, it's beautiful what she said. And, and I was like, I wish these other people that, that feel that way, they could experience what she said, right? So I'm looking at that and I'm like, but you know what? I love this because in a weird sense, like, you know, as the people are saying, like, we've been hurt by the church or, or, or the people are fake. I love that here at Kuha. That's not who we are. Amen? That's not who we are. Can, can we say it together? That's not who we are. Amen. So when I think about that, um, I think about, I, uh, I'm so grateful that I was given the, the six core value here. And as it comes up on the screen, um, six or, the six core value is we fellowship as a community. And now with the six core, six, uh, core value, I don't want, I want to say four or four. <laughs> but what the six core value says is, read this with me, really? pay attention. Our goal is to see every person loved in such a way that they feel accepted, valued, and have have a sense of belonging. We want you to know that you belong before you believe or behave. This is accomplished through intimate fellowship and community groups. Read that list, list one more time. Our goal is to see every person loved in such a way that they feel accepted. That's powerful, right? I mean, can we give an amen to that? Like, that's powerful, right? Like, to be loved in such a way. And, and I love this core value because when I think about it, you know, like, this, this whole series, I have such an emotional tie to it. Like, I mean, honestly, if it wasn't because of the, the whole thing of, of uh, community, I would not be on the stage preaching to y'all. Like, I would be in trouble somewhere in Miami probably. You know, let's not get into that. Uh, uh, and, and I love all that. And, in fact, what I loved also the most is that um, Pastor Rowe puts it the best. He says, we're not a church that has community groups. We're a church of community groups. And, and I see that, I'm like, oh my gosh, that's so true. Like, I mean, like, I lead the community group of West Brighton. How, where are my West Brighton people at? And, and I love my community group. Like, I love them so dearly. Um, we have all kinds of things. And, and in fact, if you don't know about community groups, community groups is such an awesome way to connect with others. Um, I mean, we have community groups ranging from all age groups, all class people, all different stuff. And, and the things that you see happen in community group um, is beautiful because, you know, I've seen people who, who, you know, like they feel stuck or they feel like chains are on them or, you know, in fact, I've seen people who really like just are in a high and by basis in church, right? But in community group, they, they build a relationship that's unbreakable. You see, like that's, that's the power of community. That's the power of community groups. And, and I love that. <laughs> and when I see all that, I'm like, no, you know what? This is who we are. This is who we are as a church. This is who we are as community. This is who, who we are as Kuhau. Come on, let's give, a, let's give a praise to God for now because this is who we are. And I'm, I'm there thinking about all this, and I'm like, you know what? I got something to share because the community is so powerful. It's changed so many lives, and it, and it continues to change other lives. And, and, and I want to share with you guys uh, the three ways of community, okay? And, and is that cool for you guys to share the three ways of community? Amen? All right, awesome. Because I, I truly believe these are, these are very vital points um, when it comes to community. 
uh, community, coming together and so on. So if you're taking notes, um, please write these down. And the first one we have here is, as a community, we grow together. Come on, let's say it all together. We grow together. Amen. And back to Acts, uh, Acts 2, verse 42, as it comes up on the screen and you open up your Bibles, it says, They devoted themselves to the apostles' teachings and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. Once again, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teachings and to fellowship. I kind of want to put a focus on that part right there. They devoted themselves because that's just so important in our walk when it comes to as, as, as believers. And you see, when we come together in, in, in uh, as a community, right, <laughs> we're not just there to just pure flicks and chill, you know. Like, <laughs> by the way, I just learned pure flicks is really a thing. I thought that was a, uh, you know, so it's not Netflix. And, well, all right, I'm not going to get into that either. But <laughs> now we come together. No, we come together to build each other up, to, to grow together, to laugh together, to break bread with each other. And, you know, see, the, the, see what God does in each other's lives, right. And, and, and I love that because I also think, like, you know, like, I love that sense that when we're in community, we grow together. And honestly, isn't that the part of community to grow together, to draw closer to Jesus, to draw closer to God and be able to break from those, from those chains that feel like they're stuck in our ankles? Right? So I think about that. And, and when, I re, when, I re, when I reflect on the scripture, I think about huh, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teachings and to fellowship, right? And what I love about the scripture here is that there's so much to it, but I just want to focus on it because, like, when we come together in community groups, right, we, we hang out. We tell, I mean, we have stories that I won't share here because I don't want to, you know, yeah. But we have other stories that, you know, are, are really deep and heartfelt. And, and in, this in all that, like, we, we put a pause to everything. We start worshiping. We pray together. And, and when we do all that, um, we set some time to get into scriptures itself. Like, we play a video. This time we're doing um, first book of John and second book of John. And it break it's a breakdown of the verses in the book. Okay, and, and as it breaks it down, um, we, we then stop the video and then we talk about it with each other. And we're like, okay, this is, this is amazing. This is what God has called us to do. This is what God has called us to feel, right? So we share that. And, and, and what I love about this is that we start building each other up. We start loving on each other. We start caring for each other. And I, and I love when we start doing that. Other people start seeing that too. And then people are like, yo, what is this kind of love that I see with you guys? It's so genuine. It's so real. And I'm like, this is just a part of our community. This is just us being obedient to Jesus. This is just us loving Jesus. Therefore, we got to love people because that is the byproduct of loving Jesus. Amen. So I think about that. And when I, when I look at the scripture, I'm like, hmm. So to receive, to teach, and so on. And then I think about Matthew 28, verse 18. And, and this is after the Great Commission um, and, and after the resurrection of Jesus Christ. He's telling the disciples this. He goes, then Jesus came to them and said... All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Catch that? Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. Wow. Interesting. I find it real interesting how, huh, listen clearly to this. Pay attention. If you're not paying attention, this right here is very important. And, and I find it inter interesting that, Many of us claim to be followers of Jesus, right? Yet we really don't make the effort to know the, the teachings of Jesus. And, and, and please don't, don't, I don't want to sound like I'm trying to judge anybody here because I was one of those. 
Like, for sure. And, and sometimes I still struggle with certain things there. And the fact is because, like, in the past, those who, again, like I mentioned previously, um, I was an atheist at one point, right? And I wasn't just, like, an atheist, like, nah, I don't believe in God. No, I was more of an atheist. I was like, nah, I want to see that church shut down. I want to see this pastor not there. And, you know, like, I, I just had this anger and this, like, this mentality towards Christians that was bad. And because I was, I was having those things when I, when, when I was, when I came to Christ, I don't know why I'm mumbling so much. <laughs> When I came to Christ, right, uh, it was beautiful because, you know, all those things started breaking, breaking apart. But even at that, I found myself in a place where um, I was still struggling to, to really devote myself into, you know, getting to know Jesus. Right? I was still struggling. Like, I found myself many times I was pushing myself away from the Gospels because I'm like, ah, like, that sounds too scary. What do you mean cut my own hand off? Like, you see, like, I didn't understand how to read, I didn't understand to read these things. So because I didn't understand how to read these things and so on, I pushed myself away from them. And, and that's how it was. But let me tell you something. <laughs> when there was, came one day where I felt like the Lord was speaking to me, he's like, I want you to share the Gospels with the people. And I'm like, yo? <laughs> like, like, me, like, I was that kid in class that would take the F, and my mom is here, I love you dearly. And... <laughs> And she knows that I wasn't doing good in school at all. And one of the reasons, because when they put me on a presentation, I was like, nah, bro, I'll take the F. You know, I would run. So when I'm thinking about that, I'm like, you want me to speak in front of people? Like, no, 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 I'm not. And he's like, yes, pretty much. And, and after some time, coming to the realization and be like, you know what, God, I'm going to commit to this because you, you are real. You are here. Um, I, I came to the realization, like, we can't teach what we don't know. And if you're taking notes now, if you could write that down, actually, you cannot teach what you don't know. If you don't know a subject, don't teach it. And that's why it's so important with this community. Because when, you co when you're coming in a community, right, we're building each other up, right? We're putting ourselves in a place where we're developing others, where we're developing ourselves in order to know scripture. So, like, you know... <laughs> In fact, what helped me draw closer to the word of God was being in community. When, when, I, was, when I was in, um, the first time around, I remember I came to Hillsong and I got saved. And, and, you know, like I said, I was putting myself in this place where, um, like, I couldn't understand stuff. And what I love about it is that even there, even here at Cool How, um, I found myself in a place where people were always encouraging me, like, yo, you need to turn to Jesus. Like, your focus should be on the scripture so you can understand what's going on there. And, and I, over time, that, that developed. And when I got myself in that place where I'm like, all right, Jesus, I'm here. Let me, let me start reading. Um, <laughs> I come to realize that, man, when you read the word of God, again, catch this. When you read the word of God, you'll see a different kind of fruition in your life develop. Like, like you will really see a different kind of fruition in, in, in your life develop. I mean, like the type of fruition that will break chains apart. Uh, I, like if you're dealing with anger, that's the kind of fruition that will, that will take that to the side or depression go and anxieties go and all these other worries go, right? So, and, and I'm, like, I'm like, oh my gosh, that's crazy because now what I realize is that I grow in Jesus when I read the scriptures. And, and understanding like when, with, when it comes to community like that, <laughs> the we number two, so write this one down too. Actually, in fact, we could all say it together as it comes up on the screen. Uh, we number two is we support one another. So we can all say it together. We support one another. <laughs> so back to Acts 2.42. It says, they sold properties and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts. So if you have a Bible, again, just, just hear this out one more time. They sold properties and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. 
They, break, they broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts. <laughs> See, I love this. I love this because what, what, what essentially is being described here and from what I was reading, it's like this radical love. It's like, a, it's like a radical love. It's like love like where, can, like, again, like I was painting the picture in the beginning. Can you imagine just sitting next to somebody like, hey, you know, I don't got a car. You know, I'm going through this right now. And, and somebody come on up to you like, here's my car keys. This is yours. You see what I'm saying? Like, like that's the kind of radical love I see. I see like, and I, and I truly believe that here at Kuhau, we have the potential to be to fully reaching that, that radical love there. And... What comes with that, with understanding that, that that's the kind of radical love they're speaking of here, it's like I'm seeing this, I'm like, man, <laughs> this kind of love reassures other people that they're not alone. Come on, church, you hear that? This kind of love reassures people that they're not alone. And, in fact, if you, talk, if you open your Bibles to Romans 12 with me and read along, um, this piece of scripture is another one. I was like, man, this is, this is so good. Like, this is the kind of community we need to have here. And it says... Don't just pretend to love others. Really love them. Don't just pretend to love others. Really love them. It doesn't say fake love them. It says really love them. What is wrong? What is wrong? Sorry, hate what is wrong. Hold tightly to what is good. Love each other with genuine affection. And take delight in honoring each other. Take delight in honoring each other. Never be lazy, but work hard and serve the Lord enthusiastically. Rejoice in our confident hope uh, and be patient in trouble and keep on praying. When God's people are in need, be ready to help them. Can we read that one more time? When God's people are in need, be ready to help them. <laughs> I love it because it could just, it's just straight to the point. And, and, and again, write this down as you're taking notes. It says, and our love for each other needs to be intentional. You hear that? Our love for each other needs to be intentional. And when I look at this, I think about our core values. And as the core values come back up on the screen, right, and I'm like, yo, there's someone lying with scripture. I love it. It's like our, go our goal is to see every person loved, not hated, not set apart, not put away or put down, loved in such a way that they feel accepted. It says valued and have a sense of belonging. You know, I come across a lot of people and myself where there was times I didn't feel like I belonged somewhere. And that lays heavy on one's heart, right? It, re it really does lay heavy. And, and to be able to have a core value like this, and, and that's why I love this, this series so much to the core. And, and this topic, we, we fellowship as a community because I see, like, <laughs> this is who we are. Value and have a sense of belonging. We want you to know that you belong before you believe or behave. This is accomplished through intimate fellowship and community groups. Not alone. No solo. We're doing it through intimate fellowship and community group. Come on, just give an amen to that because, like, it's so powerful the fact that, that we are a church that's intentional about coming together, being one mind and being like mind in order to encourage each other, to build each other up, to do something much greater, to, to, to develop people where they can make a difference. And if you have visited our community groups, I love it. And in our community groups, we're, we're so transparent and we keep everything within there, you know. And when people share the stuff that they share, it really, really moves me, you know. And, and actually, it makes me think, it makes me think about the times, like, I've walked into this church or any other church and I walked with my head down. And I've walked discouraged. I've walked, like, in pain. i walked with, with so much anxiety and confusion. We know anxiety is a big thing in New York. It's huge. And, and you know, like, I've dealt with that. And, and I think about that. I'm like, 
I love how I come in here feeling like that, but I will leave feeling renewed. How many of you walked in here today feeling that way? Because I want to encourage you and let you know that you're not going to leave the same way that you came in. You're going to leave here renewed in Jesus. And, and taking a couple back, um, when I was in Hillsong, actually, I met two buddies of mine. Um, one of them, he's actually right here, came from Brooklyn. His name is Gabriel. Love this guy dearly. And he came from Brooklyn. And when I met him at Hillsong, I remember we had this uh, group. It was like a men's fellowship group. And we would sit there. <laughs> man. We would sit in this group. And mind you, this is fresh, from the faith, fresh into the faith. I don't know who God is. I don't know who Jesus really is. I'm just like, okay, I'll give it a shot. And I'm sitting there with these group of men who are, who are like, you know, this, this real, like, genuine guys who love Jesus. And when I'm sitting there, they're all sharing their stories. They're all, like, affectionate with each other. I'm like, yo no soy así. And I just keep myself separate. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, no, 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 that's weird. That's awkward. So we started talking. And then my brother Nat and, and, and Gabe were, you know, they were always there. They were always encouraging. So it got to the point where I started wanting to speak more and, and more. And I started sharing a story that I don't want to share here because, like, you know, uh, I'm not trying to get in trouble, family here. But I shared all kinds of stories and whatnot. And, and what I love about this is, like, it came sometime afterwards where this is such a heartfelt uh, story to share. I mean, to share. I don't know why I said share. But sometime afterwards, I decided to move back to Miami. All right. And when I decided to move back to Miami, I decided to go to pursue a business venture. And when I'm out there pursuing this business venture, um, I'm going there for my own self-ambition, you know. I'm kind of putting, like, God in the back burner and, like, secondary. And, and, and now, and I have my friend Gabe, like, they were chasing me down the phone, like, yo, bro, you need to turn to Jesus, bro. And I was just, like, racing a car, doing other stuff. And, <laughs> and they were like, yo, like, seriously, bro. And, and, and it ended up to a moment where things didn't work out the way I, I wanted it to work out. Like, how many of us have dealt with that? Like, we do something, we hope it works out a certain way, but don't work out a certain way. And you're like, God. Right? So I'm, I'm there thinking about it, and I'm, I'm there, and I'm like, man, I'm, I'm depressed, I'm angry, I'm screaming in my car, I'm like in this low, low place, right? And it all led up to this moment where it was this one night where, I, I mean, I did, we talk about sins, I did a lot of sins that night. And I'm in this car, and I was so depressed and low, and it felt like, like nothing was there, like I had no, nothing in my life, where I just, I was one night I was doing stuff and was in my car, not paying attention. And next thing you know, I woke up in the back of a pickup truck. My car slammed right into the back of a pickup truck. And, and I woke up there and I look up and I'm like, see, windshield cracked, my hood's um, in. And I'm like, how am I still standing? You know, I'm like, God, why am I still alive? Like, I don't want to be alive right now. And I was so depressed. I even sent a message to my mom. I was freaking out. She'll never do that again. But <laughs> my mom was there, calls me. She's like, baby, you okay? This and that. And right after I call her, then I get a call from um, Nat and, I, and Gabe, I think as well, that they, but I remember when Nat spoke to me. Nat goes, he was like, he's like, hey, man. He actually said, hey, hermanito. The things you're doing are not good, man. And honestly, if you keep on this path, you're going to end up in a very bad place. And when he was saying that, he was like, what you, need, what you need to do is turn your focus away from, from the stuff of the world, those things that you want, and just focus on God. And focus on God because that's, that's really what's going to solve all the issues. And when I thought about that, I'm like, yo, you know what? That's true. Because the fact is that that's what we need as a community. We need people who are there with you in your lowest moments, in your hardest moments, and able to, come on, and, ever, and able to encourage you to be able to turn to Jesus through it all. 
And, and when I think about that and what he did and how he pointed me, Jesus, I'm like, you know what? A strong community of people, and if you're taking notes, write this down as well. A strong community of people will always point you to Jesus. It's so simple. And again, a strong community of people will always point you to Jesus. <laughs> and you know what? Like, I, I was like, man, you know, it's, it's crazy because I can't do life alone. Like, I cannot do life alone. Uh, it's a mess when I do life alone. Like, 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 I think about moments when I try to do things alone. Frank comes at me and is like, he goes like, well, you shouldn't have done it alone. Now you're going to walk with your back all messed up again. And, those, those <laughs> and I think about that. And, and, and it re makes me reflect on scripture. Actually, it makes me reflect to Genesis 2. And in Genesis 2, if you're familiar with the story, it comes up. This is when, when God is looking over Adam. He says, the Lord God said, it's not good for the man to be alone. I will make a helper suitable for him. And I feel like this is so relevant because it's like it's not good for man to be alone. <laughs> and I'm like, wow, okay. So clearly it's not good for me to be alone because we know what happens. My back goes out. So. Um, and, and then I'm like, and I love the heart of this church community and how, how like, like, you know, their, their heart for generosity. Like we only have another core value is uh, we give generously. Right? And, and that's another sermon. But what I love about that, too, is because, like, like you know, not, they, here at the church, here at Kuhau, we, we reassure people that you're not, you don't have to do life alone. Like, we're here for you. Like, we have support. We have things like helping hands. Like, you, you strongly, you could go to helping hands, and they're not going to tell nobody else. That's between them and you. And you're going to get the help. Or you could tell a brother, and we're going to be able to be here. What can I do for you? And I've seen it happen many times here. So I love how we come here and we're so generous. And, and then back in Acts 2 and verse 45, actually, it says, as it comes up on the screen and everybody opens their Bibles, <laughs> it says, they stole properties and possessions to give to anyone who had need. You guys catch that? You catch that? Yeah? They sold properties and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts. <laughs> I love it. I love it because, again, like I was mentioned, like I previously mentioned, you know, we can have things like, um, oh my gosh, <laughs> the mention, the group I just mentioned right now, where we help each other hand out and stuff like that. And and I've seen other times where people come in here feeling like they they're lacking in something, but we come in, we like like God uses us to intercede with them. Like, no, 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 you're not lacking anything. No, 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 no. First, you got God, and then also you got a community of people who are here to support you. And, and in all that going, um, I love how it goes because, like, like it's, just, it's just so powerful and it speaks volumes. And then it goes into, ties into my third week. And this one is very powerful. I think, honestly, this is probably the best one here when, as I was writing this because this is what helped me grow the most. And if you're taking notes, I want to encourage you to write this down. It says, we hold each other accountable. Come on, let's say that together. We hold each other accountable. You see, when it comes to following Jesus, it ain't easy. How many of us know that? It ain't easy, right? It's, it's, it's still, you know, stuff, stuff still happens. Life still happens. And, and let's be honest, like, how many of us still fight temptations? Come on, come on. <laughs> you know, we're going to say mentirosos. You know, and I think about that, and I'm like, I'm like, you know, like, even with following Jesus and being in community, the truth is temptations is not easy because the truth is, like, with this going on, hardship still comes, right? Hardship still comes. Loss still comes. They don't stop. It still comes. All of it still comes. It's still going to come your way, right? 
But that's why accountability is so important because despite all of it coming your way, we're here for each other to encourage each other, to remind each other who God is in our lives, remind each other that our struggles are not forever, that we're going to get through this because we're able and because we're not alone. Come on. And when I'm reading this, I'm, I, I was taken to Hebrews 3.13 to verse 14. If you open your Bibles to it, and I, this is one of the scriptures, honestly, like I always tell people, like, hey, just remember this scripture. Like, like, really remember this scripture because it's so powerful. It's, it's like such a strong point when it comes to community. And Hebrews, it says, see to it, brothers and sisters, that none of you has a sinful, unbelieving heart that turns away from the living God. But encourage one another daily, as long as it is called today, so that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. We have come to share in Christ. If in need, we hold our original conviction firmly to the very end. Catch that? But encourage one another daily, not tomorrow, no mañana, not next month. No, more procrastinators at all. No? <laughs> but encourage one another on a daily, as long as it is called today, so that none of you might be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. It's a, it's a powerful piece of scripture, and there's so much meat to the scripture. I feel like, like this could, we could preach on this scripture alone. And, and, and it's a very short story because when we grow together, we encourage each other to draw close, closer to God. Like, like on, if it wasn't, again, if it wasn't because of community, I wouldn't be drawing closer to God. I would try to do things on my own. And, yeah. <laughs> um, and as we draw closer to God, what I've come to realize too is that when sin approaches us, because sin has this tendency to come to you in almost an attractive way. Right? Like, like it comes to you and you're like, wow, that looks good. Like I think about it like food, like, you know, unhealthy food looks good, but it's not good. I mean, you know? <laughs> so I think about that, and I'm like, I'm like, yo, sometimes, I mean, like, it just tries to deceive you. But the beauty about it is that when you, when you grow in your walk with Jesus, right, you, you become more able to, to, to discern the things that are not of God. Like, you're able to, like, be like, no, that's not good for me. Like, yo, you high on sugars, man. I'm not trying to eat that. You know, like, you get that. Like, you catch that. And, 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 and what it does is that. It just creates a thing where it makes it easier to step away. And I'm like, okay, cool. And, and why I say cool? Because I love it because, like, people are able to hold you accountable to stuff. Like, hey, man, you know, that situation that's coming your way might look good to go this way. But in reality, it's not. So you shouldn't go this way. Right? <laughs> and, and, and I love it because also when I think about the scripture, you know, I'm like, oh, man. You know, I remember Carl Lentz said it once. He goes, um, and the quote, I think the quote should, yeah. Oh, wait, I missed that point. Well, ya sabe. <laughs> Um, and when I think about it, um, this quote comes up to mind, and it was like, Carlin says it, he goes, you are the sum of the five people you hang out with the most. <laughs> cool, let me tell you something. Since I came to Kuha, I can, I can say with all my heart that I am surrounded by the five greatest people. In fact, I'm surrounded by the greatest church, I believe, here that's going to change that, and now it's going to change New York, all right, because these are God-fearing people who come together and daily encourage each other on a daily and, and I think about that, and again, it goes into, you know, it encourages me, it pushes me forward, and we're able to grow and draw closer. And as we draw closer, <laughs> I started like, yo, it's crazy because, like, this, this came to mind. It comes up on the screen. It says, the more you know God, the less deceitful sin becomes. Right? You catch that? Write that down. The more you know God, the less deceitful sin becomes. And, and when I talk about that, too, I think about Reuben. <sighs> Reuben's like my brother. <laughs> I love this guy. Like, we could tell each other everything and just not judge him. We're just like, yeah, man, I did that too, bro. Yeah, yeah, we need to, we need to, 
tighten up. <laughs> and, and then we're hanging out. And I love talking to him because, like, he's never made me feel low. He's never put me down. In fact, if something's not good, he will come up to me and bring it to my attention. And he'll be like, hey, this needs to change. I'm like, oh, come on. Why you got to tell me that? But it's got to change. Right? And I see that. I'm like, wow, this is who, what, what a brother should be like. And if we, go to, if we turn our Bibles to James 5, verse 16, and I, this, I think of this scripture when I think of Reuben. It says, therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. <laughs> the prayer of a righteous person has a great power as it is working. And I think about that because I'm like, huh. Confess your sins to one another and pray for one another. Like we pray for each other. Every time something comes about, in fact, a couple of weeks ago, my, my brother was shot a few times. Right? And, and I'm thinking about that. And, and it put me in this negative place where I was angry. I'm like, what's going on? And my mom's losing her mind. And we're all freaking out. And like, yo, like it was just a mess. And, and, and in the mess, you know, I had, I had people like Victor, like my, like my fiance. And Ruben kept, kept encouraging me, kept building me up. And then Ruben just actually pulled me to the side with Victor. And they were like, hey, man, this way might look sweet, but it ain't good. Because what you're going to reap out of this action here and it ain't good, gonna be good there, right? And I look at that, I'm like, man, you're right, you know? And I'm like, oh man, you're, you're so right. He goes, let me tell you something, man. You're a creation of God. He goes, he, he consistently reminds me that I'm a creation of God and that, and that Jesus and who I am in the Lord and what Jesus has called me to do, what God has called me to do. And, and you know what, I think about the church here and I think, how many of us need that? How many of us need that person to stand right next to us? How many of us need that person to remind us who we are, who Jesus is? And, and I see that, I'm like, wow, our God is greater. And he will handle the needs. <laughs> he will handle what needs to be done. Honestly, he will handle it. And, and even to take another step further, uh, <laughs> as the worship team comes up, even to take a step forward, I think about Pastor Rowan, Pastor Lee. This is a couple here that, that, that started this church in the living room. And has come to a place where many lives are being transformed. Many lives are being changed. And I just approached Pastor Rowan. I'm like, hey, I need a mentor. So not just to come find out that not only was I looking for a mentor just to try to lead me to a place. But I also found a, a, like a spiritual father who built me up to be a person who, who held myself accountable. Who developed other people. And just came to a place where it was like, I'm going to live out what God has called me to do. Because I have a support system of a community. And, to the, and when I think of the series, again, that goes back to the core, that we fellowship as a community. We come together all in one mind, all in one thinking in order to serve Jesus, serve people. And I reflect on all this. And as I reflect on all this, and one more last thing to write down if you're taking notes is constructive criticism builds accountability. Constructive criticism builds accountability. And, and it's truly a blessing to be surrounded with people who genuinely love you and uphold all these things. Like, I mean, I could point out people and just for, like, everybody here has a different attribute of community. I love it. Like, like I think about Zab. I think about hospitality. I think about Frank. I think about accountability. Pastor Rowe, encouragement, accountability. I think about my, my fiance. I think about just genuine love. I think about my mother. Believe in me in the ugliest moments ever. Like, like, this woman has loved me through the worst things ever. Like, I could, she could have been like, vete a la casa. You know? But she stood there and she's like, no, you got this. You're going to get away from this. You're going to do better because you know what? I know who you are. 
<laughs> and and I'm, I'm like, oh, my God, this is incredible. And I reflect back on what, on what, <laughs> on what Andrea said. I love doing life with y'all. And I reflect on that. And then, you know, after the night came to a conclusion, I get in the car. And as we're in the car, we're, you know, I'm taking, I'm taking my fiance back home. We're sitting there. We're talking about the night, going over the different stuff that's going on. And as we're discussing the things going on, she just looks at me. She goes, man, I got a family here in Staten Island. <laughs> and, and those of you who don't know, it, that's such a powerful statement to be said because, like, you know, Brittany, she, she used to live in Patterson. She was coming here every Sunday from Patterson just to circle. She saw a community of believers here were genuine about their love. You catch that? She was coming here every Sunday. And then she, that was like, that wasn't enough. I see such a strong community there. I see such a strong group of believers. Let me, let me put everything to it. Let me literally drop all my nets, drop everything. Let me drop all of it in order for me to go serve Jesus in this community of people who serve God genuinely. And then six months later, we're engaged. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> and... Honestly, this, these statements make me want to shed tears because when I, when I think about this stuff, I'm like, yo, this is hard for God to do. Because, like, Reuben, Reuben preached a message not too long ago. And in the message that he preached, he was talking about, you know, how people were hurt by churches and, and how people stepped away for certain reasons. When I, and then he says, you know, on behalf, you know, us believers, when I, we apologize. And I think about it, I'm like, you know what, I want to piggyback off of that. We do apologize because that's not who we are. That's not who we're supposed to be. That's not what we're designed to do. In fact, what we're designed to do is to come together, to love one another, extend a hand to another, and make sure that we are good in the end of it. We see one another through it all. Amen? And I think about that, I'm like, wow, I love that I'm here. Because the place I would have been if I wasn't with this group of people would have been ugly. <laughs> so I love this, and I love doing life with Yaku, huh? There's no better place for me. Like, I mean, I was obsessed with moving back to Miami, but being here in Kuha with such a group of believers, I kid you not, I want to stay in Staten Island forever because you guys are just so beautiful. <laughs> like, like, that's just so incredible. Like, even my family, like, I got my uncle here who's another encourager with his family. Like, I love them dearly. You know, like, I love what's going on in, in Staten Island. And I believe through communities and fellowship, through this, this core value, that many others are going to be able to feel what Andrea felt, like being able to express the fact that she, we love doing life with y'all. <laughs> you catch that. Like many will get to experience that. And let me tell you something, you're not alone in whatever you're going through. Every, every single person that's here, you're not alone. If you're dealing with anxiety, you're not alone. You're dealing with depression, you're not alone. You're dealing with anger, you're not alone. Financial issues, you're not alone. Anything that's going on in your life that you feel like you can't get through, you're not going through it alone. Because we have your back. Because God has called us to love you. And to love you genuinely. Catch that, right? To love one another genuinely. <laughs> and this core value just speaks volumes. And I want you to know you're not alone. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. Our mission here at Christ Uncensored House of Worship is to love God, love people, and love life. 
Kuhau is a place where our story is still being written. Together, we can do more than we can ever do alone. If this message has encouraged you and you wish to partner with us in taking this message all across the world, go to kuhau.com slash give or follow us on any social media platform. Thank you in advance for your support and generosity. Come and begin a whole new journey with us.